Salary negotiation, everyone, such a hot topic right now. There are lots of false information about this topic, and now I know this is a pretty controversial one, but really it's one I'm willing to get on. Because as a recruiter, negotiating and aligning on offers is part of what I do in my 9-to-5 job. Additionally, as one who supports candidates outside of my 9-to-5, I also have the privilege of having candidates come to me to say, look, Tosin, I've been offered this, but I think I'm being lowballed and I want to ask for more. <laughs> so basically, I have the advantage to see both sides of the table in a sense. And I see how these false narratives tend to affect how people approach this topic. Now, make no mistake, some of these things are real and true. Recently, we saw a viral post, or maybe not so recent now, about a recruiter who boasted on social media of about offering a candidate lower than what they were supposed to get and blaming it invariably on the candidate who was not proactive enough to ask for more. Now, these days, we also see recruiters who come on social media to announce about um, how they offer, for example, something x plus on top of what candidates are asking for so for sure these things are the reality of the world we live in i also remember seeing a post from someone who by the way is not a recruiter who was telling people that if you don't negotiate any offer you receive then you're doing yourself a disservice because there's always more on the table and they're just waiting for you to ask for it now is this true right i'd like to debunk some myths in this episode so please stay tuned as we unpack this further Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Dear Candidate Podcast. Now, this is the very first episode for 2022 and definitely not the last. (laughs) Now, I know it's April, but permit me to say a very happy new year to you still and a wonderful Easter celebration to all of you who are celebrating. I also want to wish you the very best with your job search and your career journey. And remember, all you need is just one yes. Now, you're listening to the Dear Candidate podcast and the aim of this podcast remains to educate and to demystify your job journey. My name is Tosiani Fowashe and I am your host. In today's podcast, I'll be talking about salary negotiation. Very hot topic. Now, before we go any further, it's important to know and understand that different strokes will apply for different folks. Because like most things in life, these things are not linear. All right. Now, there are lots of moves, lots of job changes happening these days. And data tells us that it's a candidate-driven market. Now, what that means is that the candidate has the upper hand, and in most cases, or in cases related to offers, primarily the final say. Because once the offer is made, the company would be the one to stand back to see what the candidate would do. Today's focus would be to debunk three myths about salary negotiation, and as I do that, I'll also throw in some tips that would help you navigate this topic. All right. Myth one. People who negotiate offers are greedy or money-driven. Dear candidate, this is not accurate. What does it mean to negotiate? Let's start from there. I looked this up, and according to the Merriam-Webster's dictionary, to negotiate is to formally discuss something in order to come to an agreement. So basically, dear candidate, negotiation is a discussion, but pay attention to the last part of that definition. Your discussion is to come to an agreement. Now, sometimes companies might decide to meet you halfway, and to be fair, that's how far they can really go. Now, the real question is, do you want to come to an agreement? If you do, 
Now listen carefully. Be transparent with your recruiter or your contact person. Let them know what you want. Of course, it's your choice to determine the extent of detail that you want to share. But what I know from experience is that sharing the why behind why you want what you say you want would give your recruiter more arsenal to build your case. For instance, I really want to work for your company, but you've made me an offer lower than the offer that I have received from company XYZ, or you're offering me a position lower than what other companies are offering. So basically, if you're able to match this offer or this level, I'll be willing to objectively consider the offer you have made to me. Now, someone might say, wait, hold up. Why are you even making me a lower offer or offering me a lower position in the first place? That's disrespectful and I don't want to work for you. Okay, take it easy. There might be several reasons for that, to be honest. I can't speak for anyone, but an obvious reason would be that the organization you're coming from is way smaller than the one you're about to join. And of course, companies have different internal leveling frameworks. So it's important to first manage your own expectation by yourself, all right? And also have an open and honest discussion with your recruiter or your contact person. Ask questions, try to understand why they offered you a lower position or a lower offer, and go ahead and tell them what you want. Make your intentions known, if possible, before you go too deep into the process particularly in cases where this would be a deal breaker for you. All right, that's myth one. Myth two, companies or recruiters would always offer you the lowest end of the budget. Dear candidate, again, this is not accurate. Yes, I am a recruiter and I might be biased, but seriously speaking now, the word always is too general and too specific. Not all companies or recruiters operate that way. So it would be very tricky to interact with every recruiter with that notion in mind, particularly when you use the word always. <laughs> now, I know a lot of online influencers propagate this myth religiously, but my dear candidate, it is your responsibility to fact check every information you read online without swallowing them hook, line, and sinker, you know. <laughs> now, the real deal is that very honest and transparent recruiters would really do the job of what a recruiter is supposed to do. And what does that look like? Apart from the other things related to interviewing candidates, attracting them, and the rest of that, a real recruiter at the offer stage is one who serves as a liaison between the candidate and the company. So the recruiter speaks for the candidate on the negotiation table and then speaks for the company during the offer presentation. Now the goal of the recruiter in this case is to find a middle ground between both parties so as to ensure that everyone would arrive at a good compromise. That's me too. Myth three and the final one, the salary you get will always depend on how well you can negotiate. Hmm, that's that word again, always. Again, dear candidate, this is not accurate. Your negotiation skills are critical, of course. Please don't misunderstand me. And to be honest, I'm probably the wrong person to teach you about how to negotiate. And that's why I'm not talking about how to negotiate. I'm only trying to talk about some particular myths that are not true. Now, I'll give you an example. When it comes to negotiation, 
people often feel that depending on how well you can convince the person you're listening to, that would determine the extent of the results you get. This is not applicable in, in most cases because lots of organizations try to hire candidates based on the value they are able to bring to the table. Now, most organizations, in the name of trying to hire a candidate, would not disrupt their team salary structure because that would be counterproductive. Now, picture this. We hire person A to do the job of person B, and between them, the salary difference is pretty significant. Now, what happens when person A finds out? Obviously, there will be trouble in paradise because you may not only lose person A, you may also lose person B because person B may begin to suspect that person C who does the exact same job and significantly more than all of them. The bottom line of that is chaos. That's the interpretation of what you're setting up yourself up for as a company if you do that. And I believe that well-structured companies will avoid scenarios like this because like I earlier mentioned, it would be counterproductive and in the end, it's not worth the trouble. Now, I'll say that the way to negotiate is to understand what someone of your skill and experience would be paid in the location you're trying to apply in. Oftentimes, my experience with candidates is that they tell you, I want to earn X, Y, Z. And when you probe further, because some of these figures are really weird, you, this, you find out that the candidate just said it based on God feeling, you know, based on the fact that it sounds like a happy number. <laughs> okay, dear candidate, happy number sounds cool, and we all like happy numbers. But really, the numbers you give need to be based on research, which invariably means that they need to be benchmarked against the market. And as such, it would be a bit difficult or kind of impossible to offer you for something at your level that is way more than your level. So let's take another example. So somebody who's been hired for an associate role asking for the compensation of a senior vice president. Now that's a long stretch. And in most cases, or maybe in all cases, I dare say, Totally impossible. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm not asking you not to negotiate your offer. If you've heard me from the start of this podcast, you would recall that that was the first myth I debunked because negotiating your offer does not translate to you being greedy or money-driven. However, you must note that primarily a lot of companies would offer you what they feel, again, that is commensurate to the value of what you're able to offer them relative to the structure they have in place for offering a compensation at your level. That's myth three. Today, we talked about myths regarding salary negotiation. So dear candidate, remember that negotiating your compensation does not make you look greedy or present you as someone who is money-driven. We all want more, and that's pretty normal. However, your desires should be hinged on data, which means you need to do some research in order for you to understand what the market pays someone of your skill set and professional experience in that specific location. Secondly, the myth about recruiters or companies trying to always lowball you, meaning offer you the lower end of the budget in all cases, is not entirely accurate. A company who does that simply does not understand the downside of losing good talent very quickly because nobody would feel motivated coming to work when they feel they are underpaid, all right, or when they know they are underpaid. Finally, 
The salary you get will always depend on how well you can negotiate. Well, dear candidate, that's a myth and not a statement of fact because it doesn't always work that way in the talent market. Maybe that works with commodities, but for talents, that's not always the case. Now again, your negotiation skills are important and you might be able to train some extra numbers behind the offer you were given, but this will not work in all cases. So you need to be open-minded and also strategic with how you approach this topic. That's it for today's episode, dear candidate. I'll be starting a series very soon in subsequent episodes and that series would be bringing different would um, see me bring different job seekers who have successfully navigated the job market so i'll be asking them questions that i believe would be relevant for you as a job seeker and as for and as someone already in the career path that they have chosen for themselves you'll be able to hear directly from the hustle's mouth like they say and hopefully pick up one or more tips that would help you with your search and your career as a whole so please look forward to that Thank you for tuning in today, dear candidate. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified of new episodes when they drop. You also have the opportunity to listen to my previous podcast. My website remains www.deercandidate.org and my social media handle is deercandidate01. All right, till next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay motivated.